Okay, fancy folk, I have the delightful, the brilliant Nicole G. Young with me today to talk about uh, deepening our practice and the path of learning about yoga and yoga teacher trainings. So hi, Nicole. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. Durr. Um, Okay, first of all, how long have you been teaching here at Practice Indy? Well... I believe I've been teaching at Practice Indie for what will be now three years or four, one of the two. I'd yeah. I'd have to double check the calendar. I don't even know how old we are. So that's yeah. three-ish, four-ish. That sounds right. Yeah. I know I started in, around the holidays. I just, and we were in that building. So that had to be over two years ago. So I'm guessing... Maybe four. Maybe four, which seems like a long time. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. yeah. So you are a, an incredibly talented teacher um, and practitioner, and I would love for you to share first just how you got into yoga and what that process has looked like. How long has that been? Sure, yeah. So I started doing yoga for two reasons. Um, one is because I... This title took a long time for me to accept, but I am an athlete, and um, I'm just coming into that in the last year. And I, my body needed some restorative um, practices and deepening like stretches um, because I was having a lot of things manifest in my body that were painful. Um, so I found yoga through that, and then also I worked in social services with victims of violence um, for almost seven years and that can be traumatizing um, in its own experience so I found that I went for my body but I was experiencing a lot of benefits for my mind mm-hmm. um, so from there I just got more and more interested in it I could I knew there was like something bigger to what was happening but at the time I didn't fully understand um, what that was going to look like and um yeah after that I went I remember I would look forward to going to yoga class every Friday hmm. and it was like a 9 a.m class um up at Yoga Monkey which is no longer around. oh my gosh <laughs> I loved Yoga Monkey yeah. um I had a beautiful teacher and I'll never forget one time her teacher or her the actual teacher did not show up and she was there with her one-year-old and she taught the class maybe not one but a little baby. Um, she taught the class with her baby. And I was like, yeah, I'm on board. I'm on board. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. Was that Alicia? It was. It was I Alicia. love Alicia. Yeah, she's, she's so lovely. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's, I didn't know that. Yeah. I love that. Um, and so, how many years now have you been practicing? So, my friend really got me into it right out of college. So, probably practicing 10 years. I I had done yoga, you know, when I was in college, but I wasn't really sold on it. I'm a, like a a pitta by nature. So I have a fiery mind and, uh, the idea of sitting still is difficult. Uh, so I struggled with that aspect at first and now it's just a gift that I get to sit still. So, um, sitting and meditating, yeah, bring it on. Bring it on. Give me give me permission to sit still because Lord knows I do not give it to myself. So, I I think well, there's a lot about you 
there's so much about you that I think is just unbelievably amazing. Um, your grace, your poise, your motherhood, the fact that you are an athlete and you're just now claiming actually like the most fit person I know. Um, and I also think what's really impressive about you is that you're, you are someone who to me embodies the whole practice of yoga. So you eat very Ayurvedically, um, you did an entire training on meditation and breathing that was last, was that last year or two years ago? It was two years ago. That's when I was pregnant. So yeah, two years ago almost now. Wow. You mm-hmm. study and you've studied with Judith Lassiter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love for you to share a bit about like your shift from studio classes to starting to pick up trainings and learn more and what some of those, if not all of those have been. Yeah. So I did my 200 hour here in, um, in Indianapolis, I did it at City Yoga with um, Nikki Myers and Marsha Pappas and uh, Dave Sims, and it was wonderful. Um, so that was just like the start of diving into the depth of yoga, and I remember um, just going through that experience and understanding the philosophy so much more, but then also understanding that I know nothing. Um, so, <laughs> so that was like scary and exciting. Um, and so after that, I was like, you know what? I really would like to learn more. Um, and I didn't know what capacity that looked like for me. Um, so I did a couple of things on, online that I could get my hands on um, when I had spare time to do like online stuff through Yoga Alliance and um, Yoga U and stuff just so I could learn more. Um, and then after that, I was I knew I wanted to get another certification and I wanted to do my 500 hour. I just didn't know when the time would be right. Um, And disclaimer, if you are new to the language, 200 hours like your bachelor's, 300 hours like your master's, when you complete a 200 hour and a 300 hour, you become a 500 hour teacher. Yes. Sorry. So thank you for uh, clarifying that. Um, And my husband and I were going through the adoption process and um, the country that we had set our um, dossier out to just was really on a big hold and there hadn't been any matches and we have been big advocates of like not postponing our lives because we wanted to be parents um, but continuing to live the life through the process of trying to be parents Um, we were like okay well this is an opportunity of time so what can we do with this time Um, and I have a lovely spouse and he's so supportive and he was like, yeah, like I think you should go do your 500 now. And Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I think you're right. So, (laughs) so I made like this whole spreadsheet and started comparing and contrasting time of year and price and location and, um, landed on a training. And so I traveled to India in September of four years ago. So 2015. And um, did my 500 hour there, which was like the scariest, most eye-opening experience of my life to travel that far by myself. And I know some people are like world travelers. This was my first time. So, I mean, I had traveled to places, but just not that far by myself. Yeah, well, so that, that's a, that, that's a yeah. big thing. That's yeah. super cool. So, um, yeah, so that was an awesome experience. I had an amazing philosophy teacher. My pranayama teacher and meditation teacher was just like the calmest 
man in the world, and I'll never forget when he was like, no, you don't take notes. <laughs> I was like, but can you repeat that? Spell I write it down. <laughs> How will I remember? Um, but yeah, he was very much like, you just do it, and then you learn it. And I was, and you know, looking back on it, like, that's so absolutely right. Like, you, you, you understand it, and then it's labeled, and then it's like, but you're not going to know it until you do it. So just continual practice, which I feel like is a recurring theme in my yoga journey, just like continuing to practice because you can't learn something if you're not doing something. Well, you're, uh, you have a social media campaign you didn't mean to start, which yes. is... Life is practice. Life is practice. Yes. We got t-shirts made in honor of Nicole's hashtag. Um, I actually had a professor who, um, he would get so angry if we writ, like wrote stuff down. I remember the first day of conservatory, he like slammed his fist on the desk and was like, stop acting like you're learning. And it was such a mind-blowing experience because so often we've been conditioned to look like we care mm-hmm. or to look like we're learning, but actually we're not retaining any of it or we are grasping at the knowledge mm-hmm. instead of just letting what we receive we receive and the rest like it's not for us at that moment like I'm I'm a visual learner and I do like to write stuff down but there's such utility and just do it just, mm-hmm. just do it and do it and do it do it without expectation of doing it right just do it somebody will tell you if you need to correct yourself yes yeah yeah so I I've like really thought about that over the years because of course, there are different ways to learn different things, but I think there's such function and just do it. Yeah. Just practice. Yeah. So I will always remember him saying that. And then um, I had an adorable anatomy teacher as well, too. Um, and he gave me an apple on our last day, <laughs> which I just thought was so funny because uh, I still because he was the teacher, but he gave me the apple. Because you're now the teacher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just so cute. It was cute. Aww. Um, so yeah, it was a wonderful experience. Um, and then when I came home, I was like, well, okay, I, can, I know some things, but like, <laughs> how does this translate into being a teacher? And um, I don't like. Yes, I wrote things down, and I cannot plan to teach what I've learned through writing a class. They just come out when I'm teaching, mm. right? So it's not something I, like, oh yes, this was a good drill, or yes, this was a good um, learning technique for this posture. I can't write that in my notes with intention to teach it in a class. Like that just gets expressed in a way that's more organic mm. for me. Yeah. So, um, so then I started to teach here, and, oh, and then I decided I was going to quit my job. Yay. Uh-huh. So actually, I decided when I was in India, I was going to quit my job. Um, but I worked for a great organization, the Julian Center, and I had the most amazing boss. Um, her name is Jenny Reister, and uh, she, I really like, got back, and I was like, so I'm going to leave. I'm going to quit now. However, <laughs> I was like, but I'm going to stay till the end of the holidays, um, because there's also another great program at the Julian Center that I didn't want to miss and wanted to be a part of for the the clients there. So, um, yeah, I think December 18th was my last day. I'm at Pervy for Champagne and Oysters. (gasps) I love that! (laughs) Yeah, which was so nice of her. Like, in her busy day, she, like, came and met me. Um, I love that. Yeah, so, and then started to try to teach full-time. Yeah. And now you work for Butler. I work for Butler. I had someone approach me literally... 
the Monday after my last day of work and she was like, I know that you're like really diving into yoga um, and don't feel like you need to say yes to this, but we're looking for someone to do part-time work as a lifestyle wellness coach here um, to work with our employees and faculty. And I was like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it was like six in the morning. I was like on the bike cycling and she's like, okay, enjoy your workout. I was like, all right, bye. Um, so I've been doing that ever since and I love that too because I'm a butler alum. And uh, I live down the street, so don't stalk me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, that's such serendipity. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I feel like I need a refresher after teaching for, you know, six or seven months. And I was like, oh, what does that look like? Um, well, I think I'll travel to France for vacation, and then I'm just going to go to London and study under Judith Lasseter because... She's a godsend and an angel. Um, she is amazing because she has that physical therapy background, which I'm super into science and like how does that connect to our body and manifest itself in yoga. Um, so I did an anatomy training with her. And then um, I'm sure I'm going to forget some of the trainings that I've done. Oh, and then I did a mindfulness training with um, MBSR that they do in Indianapolis. So that was... Mindfulness practices, um, also about finding meditation in our everyday life. I went to a silent um, retreat. Did you do a Vipassana one or? No, it was just maybe. How long was it? It was just a day. Oh, okay. It was just a day. Okay. Yeah. For those listening, cool. Vipassana, if you Google it, they are free 10-day silent meditation retreats. I mean, that's a commitment. Yeah. But they're free. Yeah. Lodging everything, but you got to, you know, you got to yeah. yeah, shut yeah. up for 10 days. Yeah. So I thought I was nervous a little bit about that because I'm very social and mm, I was also like four months pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just didn't know how it would be. I, and I knew people there like from a personal level in my day-to-day life um, because I learned about the training um, from some of my yoga students at Butler, which are essentially professors and adults, um, and I knew they were going to be there, and I liked them, so I wanted to talk to them. <laughs> um, but it ended up being really great, and it's really satisfying to have someone tell you to like not talk, because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, no expectation, Like I can just sit with myself, and when... You know, you're experiencing pregnancy. There's a lot of things going on in the body. So it's just nice to accept that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I, and then lastly, I did Noah Maze in April. Yeah. He's yeah. coming back yeah. again to Chicago next April. And I'm going. So, Lovely. Yeah. Yeah, you are, you are incredible and well-studied and always so flippin' humble. Um, yeah, it's, sometimes I will just try to like pigeonhole and like what Nicole does best and it's impossible because you do all the things so well. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, with that as a lens, because clearly you value continuing education, why do you think someone should do a teacher training? So my personal opinion and experience is I went to... I decided to do teacher training because I wanted to understand more about the philosophy and the teachings behind the physical practice 
And I also wanted to learn how to do a headstand. So, <laughs> no, that's not true. I didn't want to learn. I mean, yes, I did eventually want to learn how to do a headstand, but mostly I wanted to understand the, the functioning of my own body a little bit more. Um, and so, those were my two reasons for jumping into it. Um, and I think through my experience, um, tapping into that the understanding of these like greater contextual um, ideas of what is happening in a yoga class that's not just the asana because if you've been to a yoga class then you know that it's not you don't just like walk out and being like yeah good workout high five yeah I like walk out with a sense of of like awe or wonder or like a, a release or you know you feel something basically when you walk out of a yoga class whether it's good or bad or whether it's familiar to you or not it's just different yeah I call um I call yoga divorced of philosophy shitty mat gymnastics yeah it's like if you don't feel something that is beckoned your curiosity or made you feel a sense of purpose or relief I think you may have just practiced shitty mat gymnastics. Yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. cool. Like, that's cool. Like, yeah. I mean, like, if you want to be a shitty mat gymnast, like, yeah. live your <laughs> life. And, yeah. I, I, I mean, I do. Like, Sometimes I would like to be. I actually, yeah. It's like, some days I don't want to deal with myself. That is actually exactly yeah. what I want to yeah. do. <laughs> when I don't want to be with myself, that's what I'd like to experience. Like, Simone yeah. Biles, like, bastard, like, cousin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dreams. I yeah, did really dreams. want to be a gymnast when I was a tiny person. So, yeah. I don't know. I guess it's manifesting itself here. Um, <laughs> but I'm also very playful and um, forgiving to myself in the yoga practice. So, I don't mind, like, falling over or, like, face planning because, like, my body is my temple, but it's, like, kind of how I feel the most creative is when I'm moving or... That's when I that's when I feel the most playful is when I'm moving, which is why I don't sit down a ton, because mm-hmm. um, that's when my mind works best. So I feel stimulated by the practice, which is important to me because I have so much energy to be stimulated, so that I can sit. Yeah, you know. Yes, mm-hmm. I do know. But there's also a flux to my practice. It's very much more. Um, right now, it's not like strong or driven or like trying to accomplish poses it's very much like where's the balance Mm. in my practice for right now in this season at least well and you just did a couple of big races right so Yeah. yeah I think that's what is so beautiful about the practice is that it ebbs and flows with your life if you allow it to be Mm -hmm. uh truly a daily you know practice is that it it evolves as you evolve and um I've certainly experienced that in my own life I think too with teacher training it's um you know people so we're talking about like you know using our practice to deepen our lives or to balance our lives I think a lot of times people will come to teacher training seeking something and they don't know where else to go mm-hmm. and in my experience that was exactly why I did a 200 hour and then both times I did a 300 hour were times where I was pregnant and or I had lost children and um, so it tends to be people who are attracted because they're seeking something and I think just to make a comment about how we approach it here is that you know, teacher training 
for us is to teach people how to be teachers um, first. And I think um, that's not how everybody approaches it, which there is no good, bad, right, wrong. That was where we saw there was an opportunity for expansion is like to really focus on teaching people how to teach. And I know you and Pervy and I all agree that if you teach something, you know it deeply. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one thing that if you're listening to this and you're curious about doing a teacher training, that's a question to ask. Like, what is your emphasis on teaching? Because for us, it's huge. Um, and just some like background as we get into this conversation, there is no governing body in the United States over yoga. There is an alliance called Yoga Alliance. You can pay an annual fee to be a part of that alliance. And it basically is an accountability firm is mm -hmm. what we'll call it. So they audit our teacher trainings. They have us in curriculums. Um, it's a pretty... It's a pretty gentle set of guidelines, and I'd say the enforcement is an area of opportunity, and there's so many conversations we could have about that because a lot of people really dislike Yoga Alliance. But anyway, the standards that they set give us flexibility to decide, is this a, is this a mechanism where we're really just gonna dive into the topics of yoga, or are we gonna dive into it and really teach you? Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it's important that you know, we share that dis distinguishing factor. We have, uh, two public classes as a requirement taught hour-long classes um, and then we have several other teaching opportunities within ours because we find it so important um, and I think just from all your training and maybe we can volley back and forth like what what do you think people can expect from doing a teacher training versus just doing a, a continuing education or a workshop? I think that the teacher training setting, uh, especially here, uh, allows you to dive into a lot of self-study in a way that is community-driven and supported. Mm -hmm. So it's a way to um, allow you to, to dive deeper into you know, some of those questions or thoughts that have been coming up for yourself and permission to look at it for what it is and experience it for what it is and how it manifests in your life. Um, and I also think that our, so, so our yoga teacher training here has a large emphasis on philosophy and safety of the postures. Um, I am continually blown away by the teachers that come out of here, the students. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're so amazing. And then <laughs> like, oh wait, what? I, wait, I'm their teacher? I don't think I taught them that. I don't think I taught that. I don't know where they learned that. Um, but I think that there is um, a great emphasis on the postures and, and being a, a teacher with clear cueing and um, allowing yourself to be expressed in a way that your students understand. Mm. Um, I, I think that's one thing that, you know, if you're considering deepening your practice, one thing that a teacher training has given me over and over again is finding my voice and finding a community. Like every time I've done a teacher training, I've found more of who I want to be in the world and that's not on the curriculum and that nobody's gonna promise you that, but every time I've come out of them, I'm like, okay. And it may take a couple of months, but actually um, Nikki Myers and my 200 hours said like, it may not 
happen today, it may not happen tomorrow, but you're going to be driving down the road and like a concept is just going to hit you. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's been my voice of like who I want to be in the world, how I want to speak that into existence. Um, So I think that's one thing. And then what you said, community is so much a part of that 200 and even three really teacher trainings in general Mm -hmm. versus when you do a workshop or, you know, a six week course or something like that. Sure, you might make connections, but it's not at the depth of a teacher training. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're also running another program called Deepen Your Practice for people that don't want to teach and they don't want the like community thing. They want a teacher and they want a consistency and they want to study the the philosophy. Um, And I think for that, you know, it's an incredible opportunity to deepen your, actually deepen your practice What's not going to happen is this building of conscious conversation with a, a group of like-minded people and sometimes not like-minded and being able to build community around like who you are becoming, what you're learning, and what you share as, mm-hmm. as a collective. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And it reminds me that when I did my my additional studies in India, like I went and traveled to... Switzerland to see one of the girls that I did my teacher training with like a year and a half mm. later, which was just like a wild experience to, to visit someone who lives so far away, you know? Um, but it was, it was wonderful. She is an owner of a studio over there and she's magnificent. Um, and I also wanted to mention that the fact that our, that this particular teacher training gives you the opportunity to teach those public classes is like sometimes really scary for people and an amazing like teaching tool for yourself and some people come into the teacher training with no intention to be a teacher and they teach those um community classes and they're like "Eh, well maybe (laughs) maybe I can do this um and what's so wonderful about that growth is that you're in this community of support like you know maybe you're other trainees with you and you know the teachers know like yeah you're not jazzed about this (laughs) um but you still show up and you still do it and that is courageous and brave and we only grow through tension Mm -hmm. um so we need that tension to expand ourselves to see what we're capable of and sometimes it's quite mind-blowing so yeah yeah every student that's come out of our 200 hour and we're graduating our first 300 hour in the winter yeah I'm just mind blown with not I I, you know I feel like a conduit to their genius you know it's not like I'm teaching them anything they don't know or couldn't access it's their brilliance just coming to life through a facilitation I think that has been just such a gift to be to get to bear witness to and be a part of and you know you don't put it on the brochures but almost everyone has some kind of like big shift in their life from teacher training because you're opening up a part of yourself that otherwise in your day-to-day life you just want it you know like uh we talk about the clashes you just want to talk about the fear of death in a casual setting yeah. we talk about the yamas and the niyamas you wouldn't talk about like what is violence and you know how do we live a non-violent existence at a dinner party you know mm-hmm. it, so it just like opens up these doors and you know really expands the light within in a way that you just can't get in like everyday conversation so 
I think there's you know there's a lot of debate in the yoga world about like are teacher trainings good or bad, right or wrong. And I think if you're seeking a change in your life and you're seeking a shift and you're seeking community, it does that no matter what. So, you know, I think that conversation is rooted in some bigger stuff about regulating yoga, which I'm all about, and uh, making sure that we're teaching safely. And I can confidently say that's what we turn out from our program is safety and consciousness. And you and Pervy do such a brilliant, brilliant job at that process. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I also do want to say that some, there's something about this process that is like illuminating and validating because it starts to name and label things that you maybe have been experiencing or feeling or going through in your life and you're like, oh, that's what that is, mm -hmm. you know? So it just really is uh, a better way to understand the self um, and which is, I think, once we understand ourselves more, we can show up and be a more conscious human being and um, try to be the best version of ourselves and like let that maybe assimilate into the rest of the world and hopefully spread the that light a little bit further. I love that. I think that's a lovely place to, to close. So yeah, if you're listening and uh, teacher training is calling to you, Obviously, we're big fans of our program, but there are other wonderful programs here in Indianapolis. Uh, we mentioned City Yoga, absolutely fantastic um, studio and training. There are a bunch of other ones. Um, some people choose to go abroad, and I think if you're someone who needs to like, really isolate yourself and like, you know, dive into the information, it's a wonderful way to do that. And if teacher training isn't right for you, <clears throat> I think you, I, I think, um, often that's like the only place people are pointed to. That's not the only way to expand your pra practice. As I mentioned, we have a, an entire membership that's basically the curriculum of teacher training, but we strip out the teaching. Mm -hmm. So you just learn the in-depth concepts. Um, workshops are fantastic ways to dip your toe in and get familiar with them. In 2020, we'll be doing community gatherings here at Practice Indy, um, I think quarterly. Those will be opportunities to like open up dialogue around yoga concepts. So this isn't the only way to dive in. And if you're ready to just take the leap, I I would do a, like four, five more, 200 hours <laughs> myself, just to keep diving into that pool of knowledge and interest. Um, and it's a lifetime, like, like, like your hashtag life is practice. So. Yeah, sure is, I'm just doing my best. Well, thanks all for listening, Nicole. Thank you so much for your time. And um, thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah. Bye. Bye.